BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100 Day Podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by founder and chairman of the XPRIZE Foundation, Peter Diamandis. If I have any achievement I'm proud of, it's the achievement of being able to sit down and work and work hard. Okay, so we want to welcome back Mary Chifo as our guest this week. And I just want to jump in and say this quote really strikes me because uh, especially I've mentioned that I wrote a book and like I had to work really, 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 really hard mm-hmm. and do many, many, many drafts. I am mm-hmm. uh, hit mm-hmm. up by a lot of people who will say to me, here's my first draft. I want to submit it to your agent. So I have found that people are forgetting what this quote is literally talking about. Trent, mm-hmm. what's your... We're going to let Mary join in, but I want to know what Trent says because he's a real hard worker too. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> that. I, I, I wish I was as hard a worker as my father, for example. A wonderful quote from Gene Roddenberry. But honestly, it could be a quote that my dad could have said. My dad uh, mm. grew up in poverty. Very, very poor. He worked for absolutely everything that he had and everything that I have and that I benefit from to this day. And, you know, he taught me the lessons of you work hard, you can have anything you want. You know, he, like I mentioned, grew up in poverty, had nothing, Uh, fell in love with my mother and wanted to take care of her and her children. And he decided he was going to buy her a house. So he figured out how to make the money to buy her a house, bought her a house got married, along came me, his his son. And the lessons were always, you work hard for what you want and you can have it. It's not easy. And then part of his lessons kind of went askew because then he kind of also indulged me a lot. So I was, was, <laughs> was kind of a spoiled child and I'm not proud of it. But as an adult, I can look back and appreciate that, um, why he did it out of abundance of love and he wanted to give me everything that he never had. But then I'm I'm very fortunate that I was able to, as an adult, thank him for all of that because you know it's easy to just uh, you know take 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 when someone gives gives gives, and uh, it was never lost on me that he went to work every morning when he retired from truck driving. He owned a bunch of property and he would put his tools in his truck and he would go to each house, uh, you know, fixing, you know wiring and roofing and he would take me with him and I used to hate it and I used to hate it so much. But the lessons were you work hard and you can have what you want. And I benefited from all of that hard work. And and, I, you know, he's very proud of it. And I'm proud of him. I got to throw in one caveat here because I admire what your dad said. But mm-hmm. I also 
have read The Secret 07. And what I can say is you can work hard and not get everything, That's too. True. I just want to throw that in there because mm-hmm. there's so many people out there who are working hard, just like your dad did in accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of people who are working to the bone. Mm-hmm. And they're not really getting any further ahead on the treadmill, right? They're just treading water. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just throwing that out there because I know that sometimes yeah. people can hear us say these these statements and go, but uh, not my work, you know? And so I just want to encourage everyone to keep working. Mary, what do you think about this quote? So many different thoughts. <laughs> Very much resonates as well. Um, yeah, I want to recognize just in line with what you were just saying, I think part of why it's hard for us to have fully arrived at the uh, Star Trek utopia yet is that we do get caught up in life is is difficult and challenging and to be able to recognize that you have your own struggles, but that does not negate someone else's struggles. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's 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 I think it's a difficult conversation to have because you have to be able to reflect on the fact that you have struggles, but you may not have the same struggles as someone mm-hmm. else. And it's not a it's not a competition. It's about how can we all reach out and help each other move towards a more genuinely equal world. So I think just you saying that it, that's a that's something that has come up for me time and time again. And I think we see it in so many Star Trek episodes, too. You know, whether it be exploring two different species that won't work mm-hmm. together. And then the Federation's like, hey, guys, why don't we just <laughs> why don't we make a compromise or, or whatever that may be? But in regards to just when I first read this quote, even. Yeah. Sitting, sitting down, like think like whether it's a the actual physical mm-hmm. action, but concentrating on the thing you do. And, you know, I am a multi-hyphenate uh, creative and I am proud of that. But that is also a result of me wanting to have 10 plates spinning at once because I enjoy going from one to the other. But I also recognize that sometimes I put too many plates in the air and I'm not able to give the focus that I should Mm -hmm. give to one or two particular projects. So a constant journey for me is deciding where am I distracting myself from really sitting down and doing the work? Because I don't want to put out 10 mediocre things. I Mm -hmm. would prefer to put out one or two deep things that actually are backed up by the work I don't want to interrupt, but I want to say for people listening, it's such a good point, which she said just there about about you saying, I go, where am I distracting my, where am I getting in my own way? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. one of the things like I'm very conscious of having to do because I'm constantly getting in my own way. And per this Per this um, aphorism, this <laughs> statement, I'm a lazy F. Mm-hmm. I get a lot accomplished, though. You know what I mean? I always mm-hmm. have a lot of balls spinning like Mary and a lot of things going. Yep. But ultimately, I would describe myself as kind of lazy, too. Like, <laughs> I get all the work Me done too. so Guilty I can go here. be lazy mm-hmm. is sort of my yeah. thing. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. I think there is an element of it's how you pour your energy. And I think a lot of us are inclined to, yeah, you're, you. it's that... Um, I, well, I call it productive procrastination yes. as well, yes. is that by having so many things going that if I need to take a break from the thing and then just answer those emails I need to answer, or if I need to then, okay, well, this project needs my energy right now. How am I going to put that in? But I have been reflecting a lot on this specifically in my acting in this past year. I mean, it has been a year of many things, but certainly I have been able to reflect a lot on my tendencies and and whatnot. And I know for me that I really still care about 
my my work as an actor mm-hmm. and I want to I want to put energy into that and I notice how I can sometimes distract myself with other things and because I always want to help people and I I want to please people and I I have a lot of really amazing creative friends that I want to support but I have to then go Mary what if you spent the day taking care of your instrument? Mm-hmm. What if you even just took that walk or that hike or did some yoga or did some vocal exercises or whatever it was? And that for me is just that's been a big theme for me as, as in the past few months specifically of coming back to that. Self-care that is part of the work. Absolutely. Ask, I was just going to say that. Me. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that also strikes me about this quote, it says, if you if I have any achievement, I'm proud. If it's the achievement of being able to sit down and work hard, it's not saying of having a number one show or many shows mm-hmm. on the air or mm-hmm. my ego, my ego, my ego. Right. Literally just mm-hmm. saying the ability to do ability to do the work without looking for outside validation, rewards, mm-hmm. anything, just the work itself is very gratifying. And there are some people who may not understand what that means. Like you can, whatever it is, if you're sculpting something, if you're cutting the grass, I don't care what it is, whatever your mm-hmm. job is, there can be a certain satisfaction in having done it, right? Yeah. And not yeah. worrying about yes. getting the like, what a great yard sculpture you sculpted, you person. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I think it's an achievement also to just make the time to sit down and, and do the work. I'm sure Mm -hmm. we all have, you know, well, I have a nine to five regular day job, but in my free time, I have things that I work on that I love. And it's work. It is work to take Mm -hmm. the time to sit down. Your nine to five job is a producer, though. It's not exactly like (laughs) you're in the (laughs) bit. Yeah, that's the bit. But but it's not necessarily my own project. Like I'm working Uh, for, you know, right. So but like for my uh, passion projects, like. You know, sometimes I just want to lay on the couch and watch Star Trek or Golden Girls or whatever. Good, good choice. It takes, good choice. It takes <laughs> yeah. a, a effort to sit down, to turn off your phone, maybe to not mm-hmm. go out every night or grab a drink or whatever, to sit down and do the work. And it's hard sometimes. It's, it's work to do work. <laughs> All right, Mary, I'm going to go in hard on this one because I think Mary's a millennial. All right. Listen, you guys got a, you got a trophy. You got a trophy for yeah. everything. Didn't matter if you were last yeah. place in the race. So whereas Gen yes. X was like, you suck. You won. You still suck. Yeah. You all suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were told. And you guys were told. Right. So you yeah. parse this a little bit. And obviously not you, Mary. Yeah. You're clearly very driven. You do all these hyphenated things. You've had all these jobs. But let's talk about some of your peers because I think sometimes mm-hmm. the work is forgotten I think and I know I said yes. I, I know I sound like get off my lawn I don't care <laughs> no, no. I really don't care because again I think sometimes and this is not their fault it's social media too a picture put up on social media mm-hmm. is the work they think yeah. that's the work and I'm like it's part of the work you're mm-hmm. sculpting your your image your thing it's part of the work but please tell us about your generation, yeah. Mary. No, yes, it's it's a yeah, it's a fascinating one. And yes, I've always felt a bit bit like an outlier. I think there are many outliers out there. I think that's what's. I feel so lucky that when I reflect back on all of the people, like I, I in my life, I, they, we find each other. And I've always been. I say I'm an old soul, young spirit, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how my my friend landscape looks mm-hmm. like. Is the ages range from like you know? I I mean I guess. I'm trying to think of the like basically like mid 20s through I mean if we're including my parents who I do consider my friends and peers like up into 70s like I and there are plenty of people you know much older and like I I celebrate that to me it's the 
energy of people, mm-hmm. my recurring theme, mm-hmm. and that we all find each other and we move each other forward. But to your specifically with the millennial uh, situation is I do think there are those of us out there that while we did get a trophy for everything, <laughs> and, and I was saying this um, in a previous episode, is that I... I was able to recognize early on that I was like, oh, this is this is not an experience everyone has to be able to be to find my path and to be this creative and to be able to still, again, having my own struggles of figuring out who I am, which is obviously still an ever evolving process. I do think that is why I have such a strong work ethic is once that really struck me, I would say particularly middle school and high school through college, I was like, oh, I need to work as hard as I possibly can Mm -hmm. because this is not something that everyone has the opportunity to do. And I think there are, again, other millennials who feel that. I do get very frustrated uh, indeed with certain certain ways in which people think things exist. What I hope is happening as well is that there is more of a behind-the-scenes look. I think our industry at large has a responsibility and there's always been this Hollywood sheen of things of like, you just like, and with acting, you know, it's like, yeah, you just show up and you can emote. No, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no, 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 no. Mary, so many people think you could just show up and act. And, you know, again, she's a Juilliard trained actor, which you don't have to be an Ivy League school. It doesn't matter where you go. But the training, doing the work per this quote, the training is the work. It, yeah, it absolutely is. And I think, again, like whether I just speaking to exactly the work is what ignites you. And for me, when I was talking about coming back to centering myself in my acting, I really reflected, oh, I love doing these other things. But the thing that ignites me, my my thing that when I'm in that space, when I have my lines memorized, I'm in a scene or whatever it is, that's what ignites me the most. So if I can shape my life to at least create as many of those opportunities for myself as possible because that's my sweet spot Mm -hmm. energetically, then I want to do that. Doesn't mean I don't enjoy all the other bits of work that I do. And again, in this industry, there's so much additional work outside of even just showing up as an actor. And, And I know that there are some who are able to just show up and do that and then leave. But I I want to get to know the crew. I want to get to know the writers. I want to be a part of the shaping process if, if it's appropriate. I want to celebrate the story we're telling. And I think that that all, often, too, is you either have actors who want to just be seen and celebrated close to themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. I love transformation. Obviously, Lorella is a very strong example mm-hmm. of that. But that's always what I've loved. I mean, I was also given the opportunities. At, yeah, at Juilliard, I was playing male Shakespeare roles. I was playing awesome, smart, uh, sassy older women. You know, like I, I got to play so many different types of roles and loved the opportunity to transform into them. To me, acting was never about, hey, just look at Mary and she's great. So to me, the work is the most delicious part of it. And then look at where all your hard work led you. You became the leader of the Klingon Empire. A millennial. I just want to, <laughs> but also I want to say one, a millennial. one of the things I love that you said the most in your, in your last thing was, what was it? Old soul, young spirit. Can't you relate to that trend? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I'm 3,000 years old and I'm an old soul, but I do feel energetic mm-hmm. and young of spirit and trend. As my Legos are sitting behind me <laughs> and all my little action yeah, figures. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Absolutely. You, you guys, we are so lucky to have Mary for a couple more episodes. It's been a blast with her this week. But Trent, please tell everyone where they can watch the videos. Please head to the Roddenberry official social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join us again tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 